Hello, hello, hello. What is up? I think we're dead. <laughs> we start. You know, this With the 20 minute of my conversation. Let me tell you something. This microphone had to go on. Otherwise, we're going to miss on some vital key points. What's up, good people? Welcome back to the Things and Things podcast. Good morning. Oh, it's afternoon. It's afternoon. Yeah, it's evening for y'all. Just, you know, whatever time for it is. Us. You know what I mean? Like, I hope yeah. it's good. And you're vibey and you're enjoying and you're excited to hear us because we're here for you again. Another one. Um, yeah, no, we're just having some really interesting conversations about really interesting people. Uh, and I was getting riled up, as I usually do, as you know me. I, 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 get I just love that I'm the calm one now. This is fantastic. Yeah, it comes across that way, hmm. which is very weird, because then some people will look what at me it like, comes across that way? Yeah, let me tell you something. You, you don't think the people are perceptive enough no. to separate? The, the ones the... that see through the smoke screen. <laughs> <laughs> I've had people look at me and be like, he's not really like that, is he? I said, no, no come, come catch him on a good day when we're watching catch 90 Day Fiance. How about that? You know what I'm saying? We actually need to finish the, that season. I think we have two episodes left. Yeah, we, we, we need to. We've been slacking. But yeah, we'll, we'll save that post-podcast admin for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Giving you a glimpse into our lives, man. Uh, but what's up, man? How you doing? Things are fantastic. Though. Yeah. Things are good. Been, been exercising my, my creative muscles. I know? like that. I like that. Uh, and just evaluating things, you know? Mm. Uh, how's, how's your... Well, could you tell the people how you create? Because you, you, you have a multiple hats. I've got like one hat, but you have got multiple Nah, hats. don't do that. No, it's okay. You, you got a few? No, I'm, I'm just, you know. Mr. I'm producer. Just, you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just here. I, I can't talk about the project, but we just got one of our first shout outs. The, the other day I was, I was in a session and I got a shout out. And it was very weird to hear my name under a different title. Then. Well, one of the first shout outs for something that's not ours. Yeah, but because we have what, shout outs, we have shout outs. Yeah, no, you're right. You're yeah, right. I was about to say, don't no, get you're right. Twisted. You're right. There's a big gap. There's yeah. a there's a big difference. Um, yeah, no, it was interesting because I heard it and I was like, oh yeah, I do, I do. We do that. We do do that. We do do that. How does it make you feel to have your work recognized, Bro, by by uh, by other people? It's do you know what? I, I would be someone that would go back and forth on that. Like especially when I was young, I think I was that was something I really chased mm. you know i'm like you need to know that i'm good at this especially like as a youngster because uh if i can say the the big fish small pond syndrome hit me quickly i got good at what i did and this was like playing drums so i was playing festivals and doing stuff working with different musicians at a young age to where you know that nod of approval you get mm. like when you see someone cool you're just like yo what's up but we, we don't even say what's up. It's just that nod. Like. It's, like a, it's like an internalized black greeting. Do you course, know what I'm saying? Know? That one. I see you. I see you. Game recognized game. And I used to get that as a youngster. And I think it was very, it blew, my head blew up very quickly. Because then I was like looking for it in other things. So if I was dancing, if I was whatever, I was like, nah, bro. The cheers weren't loud enough. The this, the that. Um, but now I'm like, it's always appreciated. But it's not my focus. Mm. Yeah. I think um, before when I was, too focused on those kind of things, it became like a results-oriented thing. So now it's affecting how I work because that said result is not hitting as hard as it should. It's kind of like how, I don't know if you, you, I don't think you've ever experienced this, but I know, I've heard people talk about this. We're like, that's the, when Instagram was like, just at its peak and everyone was like posting, posting, posting. You, you, you forget that everyone else has their own Instagram, right? So you post something and you have this assumption that like, oh, people are supposed to see me. People are supposed to let me know, like, hey, yeah, I, I love that pic. That. Yeah, I know. I was, that's why I, I caught myself very quickly. But there was a period of like time where, like, let's say I did a shoot or something, and then I post, and I catch myself checking 
in in a day, maybe two, three times. And I'm like, wait, why? Yeah, how many, how many likes do I have? Do you like, know what I mean? Did so-and-so like it? You yeah. Know, now you're searching through the likes? No, and I was like, no, I don't care. And well, I had to get through that to be to say I don't care. And then I started seeing it affect other people where like, bro, I'm telling you, your day, the trajectory of your day has now been changed mm-hmm. based off what you're seeing or what you don't see. And to even go a step further, to have a conversation with another grown man about, hey, bro, so guess who hit me up because I didn't like their picture or whatever. And you're like, no, this can't be, this can't be a thing. Yeah. And it was, it was very interesting to me because then I started looking at things to say, like, re- like asking real questions. I'm like, okay, are you creating for people? Are you creating for yourself? Mm. Are, you, are you this driven by how certain things look? You know, aesthetics is a powerful thing, but like, if this is like driving your every move, you know, and we've had this conversation in different uh, avenues where people were asking us like, okay, so what's your podcast about? What's this, what's that? Because they're just trying to look for commentary to compare it to something else, mm. you know? And then on the flip side, having another conversation with maybe even a client and they're asking me questions like, hey, have you heard of this? And I say, no. What do you mean, no? Aren't you in the podcast space? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Do you know how many podcasts pop up every single day? Do you get what I'm saying? But then like the, the assumption is like, oh no, these guys, they're in it, so they must know this and they must know that. And cause otherwise, there's no way they would have gotten to this level just doing it by themselves. Mm. Meanwhile, I'm like, no, actually, that's exactly. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's weird, like, being in a place um, where the industry is moving so quickly. Mm. And so, yeah, talk to us about the value chain, about certain things and whatever. Yeah, we can talk to you about that. But mm. in terms of, like, oh, content-based things, yeah, that's very, very weird. Because content is so subjective. If you so look at the subjective. things I watch every single day, you'd be like, what the f-? And you wouldn't find <laughs> the connecting dots. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, how are you, like, 35 a woman yeah. um, from this place and I'm 29, yeah. a man from this place, and our interests are vastly different. So yeah. like, there's, no, there's not going to be like a real intersection of things that we watch in our leisure time, especially. I hear you. You know, it's like, oh yeah, people watch the news. Like, you know what's going on like in finance, like in marketing yeah. or whatever. We know also what's going on in our, our fields, but at the same time, yeah. that's not all we do. But no. yeah, and leisure is a weird word. Yeah. So how do you approach like your creativity and have you ever experienced like a creative block? Because it's oh, great yeah, when like, course. oh yeah, creating, 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 it's yeah. all good. Have you ever hit like a wall where it's like, yeah, nothing? Yeah. So I would say, yeah, because I was going to actually try to figure out how are we going to circle back to this? I, I, we dodged I, I, I got you. I nice got you, one, bruv. Appreciate it. Segway things. Nice. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, the way I appreciate, uh, <laughs> approach and they appreciate. I do appreciate it, but I approach it. It's very different now. I would say when I was younger, a lot of what I did, I work in music. So a lot of what I did was just, it was based off so many different aspects. So mm-hmm. as an engineer, I'd have to be in a studio. I'd have to have, I'd have to be working with people. I have to have access to certain things, certain tools, my laptop, this, that, and the third. So it was, a lot of that stuff was like in line with certain things. And until those things were kind of met criteria wise, I wasn't doing a lot. I was just kind of like dipping in the pool. Um, creatively, I started like just coming up with my own system because I think when you're starting to learn something or when, you get, when you're a fan of something, you're like, oh, I really want to dive into this. There's always just the general hunger, which is what drives you initially, like the excitement of something, the, mm-hmm. the way, yo, this is so fun. I'm reading up on this. I'm watching interviews. I'm, I'm studying. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And then eventually you start to try to figure out your own lane. So if you're in music, it's like your own sound. It's this. And you may start off just copying your favorite artist just to learn certain things. And then as you move forward, it's like, yo, what do I enjoy? How does that look? So for me, it was like throwing myself in different 
um, scenes, different spaces that always inspired my creativity. And it could be anything as small as like going out, taking random walks, you know, just meeting random people. Uh, when I lived in LA, people watching was like a huge thing. It sounds creepy as heck now, but I do that a lot. I like it. Yeah. Like I go to a nice little hole in the wall coffee shop. I sit there for hours and I mean, I have my laptop or just a notepad and a pen and I'm seeing how people interact. I'm listening to conversation. All of those things were things that inspired ideas. Now, moving forward, I'd say the way I'm in a creative space now, it's, it's a muscle for me. I felt like in the past it was only based off inspiration, which is why I like, so to go to the creative block, if I wasn't feeling inspired, that's where my creative block would start. And I think for a lot of people, you, that's the most simple thing. And then there's other times where like, you legit, the fountain is dry. You've got, you just don't have anything popping off in your head, um, depending on what, where you're at, what's fair, whatever. So for me, like going and seeing different mediums of art was helpful. I'd go to museums, I'd go um, even see other producers, things, or just work with other people who it's just not, in, not my genre, not things I would necessarily lean towards, but just to see how other people work. That was cool. But even that, I'm like, yeah, it would get a little bit tiring. And this was because I hadn't come up with a system for myself, mm. you know, to be like, this is how I'm going to work every day, whether it makes sense or not. Because I find, especially when you talk about a place like LA, everything is so artsy-fartsy. Mm. Everything. You know what I mean? Like, tell us, Simba. Nah, man. Not tell us. The, the, the hipster villa of hipsters. It's, and it's, it's so cool and enamoring in the beginning. But after a while, you're like, what is this rooted in? Are you are you just trying to be cool? Are you trying to get here? Are you trying? And there's different calibers of these types of creators, right? Mm. So I could be with someone, or I meet someone new, and ten minutes of conversation, I'm like, I am never going to associate. It. Like I don't need to talk to you because this lingo of that's so LA, you know, the way. And no offense to how you dress, but the way you dress is how this next person dresses. How it's all trendy stuff, you know. And I was uh, I hated that stuff. Anything that looked like. Um, it was just cool and funky and fun for that. Like, hey, have you checked this out? I was staying far away from that. I'm like, yo, I'm vibing how I vibe. My style is my style type thing. Now, I think in, in noticing some of that stuff, there was obviously moments of inspiration to be like, oh, I like that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, that's not where I would pick from. And because I'd also see people who would be chasing trends in whatever field or whatever they're working in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, something just happened outside the window and it was, it kind of threw me off. I'm not gonna lie. It threw me off, bro. Yo, I was not ready to see that. Ah, oh, no. So, yeah, there were things like, I think the, the creative block stuff, there are moments where I'm like, maybe a creative block would happen because I'm too insulated. Mm. And then other times because I'm too exposed. Mm. Um, but yeah, it always took different shapes and forms. The problem was with me, I think, also in the past was I'd be talking too much about it. So in my little pool of creatives or people I'd be talking to, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, man, you know, I just hit that creative block. Yeah, I know, me too. Um, and then I started seeing this cyclic type thinking where it's like we're just kind of co-signing nonsense where we're not doing anything. Well, it's like a trauma bonding. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like a pity party. It's a pity party, mm. yeah. It's, a, it's definitely a pity party. And I was like, this is, this is not healthy because now it's too easy to talk about it. And then you find, okay, a week is gone. Two weeks has gone by. A month. 
where you used to probably be doing something almost every day, now you're not doing anything mm. under the guise of creative block. Um, so I stopped. I really stopped like trying to attack it, bro. And I was then I was also the guy that was like YouTubing stuff to be like, oh, how to deal with creative block. (laughs) 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 I'm serious. I'm telling you, bro. It was like when I caught myself there at that point, I said, I said, bro, (laughs) do you not believe in your own? And imagine you're having this conversation by yourself. No one's there. No one's there telling me. No one is sending me links to like. Although there were some people that did try like send me stuff. I found it very funny because if I said something in conversation with someone, like, yeah, no, I'm just really struggling with this. And then I get home and then you send me a link to something and then I'm listening to it and I'm like, is this, so this is what you thought I needed or whatever. And then sometimes it's like, okay, it's interesting information, but definitely not for me. But I caught myself like just looking a little bit too hard and not believing in myself enough to just be consistent that now I'm Googling well, I'm on YouTube. I mean, Google does have a lot of answers. To it's me. got ridiculous, bro. You'll find things for and YouTube days. YouTube University is great. Do you know what I'm saying? You can find things for days, little five minute clips, little TED talks, little whatevers. Until I started realizing, I'm like, wait, how were you doing it before? Because when I was younger, there was this um, very much of like, I don't care attitude. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me stand out to begin with. So, what now has made me transition from the I don't care, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because I believe in it, to hey, I'm really struggling with this and I don't know how to navigate. Can you help me? Even though you're not even in my field, we, we're worlds apart. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm, but I'm like looking to you as if you're some guru to pass down some knowledgeable information on my creative block. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And LA, living in LA, I felt like it was a big, it was a big help, but also a big problem in that because again, you could turn anywhere and find that kind of nonsense. So for me... So did you join a cult? Oh, no, 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 no. Self-mastery. Self-mastery, bro. It's, 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 the, it's the, you have to master yourself, but I know I didn't join the cult. <laughs> no, because you know, those cultish people that are like, There's you know, too much of that. I can teach you how to be one with yourself. Oh, yeah. One with your mind. Bro, I had a homie who used to do that weird stuff. You had a homie in a cult? <laughs> like, I, no, you would think if you had a conversation with him, you would be like, nah, bro, for sure, you meet somewhere on a Saturday by a tree. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Because the way he would talk all the time. And then he never had like, you wouldn't see him around no less than like five or six people. And every time there was always... So he had a posse. It was always a story. So I was always like, so who's this now? Every time we link. So if I'm like, you'll pull up to the studio at 10 p.m., six people come. And I'm like, okay, first time I'm like, okay, maybe manager, maybe other producer. Cool. By, you know, year two of us just hanging. Bro, we said just hang out. Like, just come to hang out. Yeah, you need bodyguards, bro. No, man. That, that was always funny. And anyone who I see nod profusely to, at whatever you're talking about, uh, then I start to think other things. So your homie was the leader of a cult? People were in the background just going, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he preaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird, man. That's funny. Mm. Yeah, so I, the, this whole creative block thing, and don't get me wrong, you will go through it. But I've started to to understand what it is for me and why I'm feeling that way. Because on one side, I looked at how much stuff I was consuming. When I was younger, Mm. I didn't have access to a lot of things. So the time that I would have access to it, I was abusing it. I was like, yo, no one is getting in front of this time. You know, I'm in high school. There's a room that's got drums. It's only free between this time and this time in a day or maybe three days in a week. I'm there an hour before. I'm doing this. And so there wasn't enough space to to have other things block you 
from just wanting to, the zeal of just wanting to do something. It's like being a kid in that sense where you know how kids move. As soon as, you have a little brother, you know how he moves. As soon as he, as soon as he comes home from school, it's like, what's the first fun thing I can do that yeah, isn't homework? Get a piece of cake. Do you know what I mean? He runs, <laughs> he gets cake, he sees if there's cake and then he tells that, you know, if he can have, if he can have a peep at the TV, he's, he's taking all the seconds mm. in the time. What, what show are you watching? Mm. Like, bro, get out. You know you're not, allowed, you're not allowed to watch TV. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And I was like, it has to, some of it has to do with going back to that childlikeness because you don't have to tell them what to do to have fun. But mm. I find as you get older, you, you have all these like boundaries and, and limitations and rules for yourself to enjoy yourself. Like I find, I find that very interesting and weird at the same time. So there's a childlikeness that I had to go back to. Stop listening to people as well. Like creative block is sometimes it starts with you just like, okay, you're tired. You've hit a wall. Your brain is fried. I say that a lot. I'll be like, hey, guys, today my brain is fried. I'm not doing any more. Having a knowledge of that is very important. You know, as when I, the school I went to for engineering, there was this thing that they would say, when you, when you play a sound at a certain frequency, it can make your ears tired. So they would always encourage you. They're like, look, if you're working with headphones on, every so often, take them off. Go outside, hear weird sound. Just get away from speakers because now your ears are deceiving you to think like, oh, this is, this is sounding good. Meanwhile, it's horrible. But because they're tired, like... It's an actual thing. Your ears can get tired of hearing the same frequency and that uh, be becoming like mm. abusive to your ears. And you thinking like, no, 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 I got to, I got to, I got to. You know, we've been talking a lot about this hustler mentality. Shout out Gary V. <laughs> I like him. He's cool. He makes good videos. <laughs> He's a cook. <laughs> I don't know. I like Gary V. I don't know if you're being sarcastic, bro, because the way you inserted that. Um, no, he's cool. But yeah, there's, there's a time where I'm like, dude, you're just tired. You're exhausted. And that frustration is leading into other things. You know when you can look at someone and you're like, bro, you're just cranky. Go to sleep. Hmm. It's the same thing. Like for, if I'm looking at someone who's musically frustrated. Oh, I'm not getting this. I'm not getting, How long have you been working on it? Ah, oh, three days. No sleep. Hmm. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I was listening to this guy. He says, uh, I can't remember what his name was. So I don't want to attribute this quote to the wrong person. Hmm. But he was like, hey, every time I write a novel, he says, I put it in a drawer for a year. So after really? I finished my first draft, he sits, puts it in the in the drawer for a year, and he's like, it just it sits there, mm. and he's like, I'll come back to it in a year's time, and then shred it apart afterwards. He's like, yeah, because like I've had time away from it, yeah, because like I'm so consumed with like finishing this novel, finishing this novel, finishing yeah. this novel, and then he's like, yeah, I put it away for a year, and yeah, so go back. I will say another thing is like, <clears throat> it's very good to just change how you work, change your workflow. My mom and I are big uh, proponents of. Um, we call it like the, the office, wherever the office is. So I look at her in the morning and say, where's your office? Mm. And she's like, ah, no, today I'm outside by the pool. Ah, okay, cool. And you'll see her with a laptop, a little juice with ice in it, a little popcorn on the side. And for her, just when, if you can see how that works for her, because she, her attention span is like mine, it's very short. So for her, she's like, oh, I'm in a new setting. I'm in a new space. Mm. Now I have to focus on this, right? And she figured that out for herself a while ago, especially because... She likes to write. So she's like, I can't sit and write if, you know, I feel like I'm in a cubicle. If I feel like this, I feel like that. That's why I think for a lot of younger people, you know, when you look at things like uh, attention, disorder, all of that stuff, it's just, it's just the child is bored and they, they're not systematically built the way so-and-so is and vice versa or whatever. So for me, it was like, as a kid growing up, there was so much stuff that I knew. I was like, I like this. I like it a lot. Doesn't mean I'm going to do it 
all the time. But my dad was very keen with that. He's like, okay, he, he was talking about art in school. Let's put him in some art classes after school. Uh, he's doing this sport. Let's throw him in the opposite sport for, for this and for that. But the constant um, change of things. Some mm-hmm. of it was very annoying. But the fact that I had so many extracurriculars as a kid, it just also shaped who I am and how I approach things. Because, like I said, I wasn't the best swimmer or whatever, but I could. there were things I liked about the coach and the way they would teach mm. certain things. And now I'm looking, I'm like, wait, why don't I just apply some of that to how I'm moving today? But they say that about kids especially. Mm. So they always say, you know, like Tiger, if you see those, like if the Tiger documentary came out on HBO not too long ago. And you see him. Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger Woods. Okay, I thought we were talking I mean, about There's only one guy that we call I Tiger. Said, I said, bruh, Rack, Rack City Tiger. No, <laughs> no. No, you know, like, that's when you know you made it in life when you can go by your first name. Come on. Just Oprah. Come on. Kanye. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, so they say, a lot of coaches will ask you, are you a two-sport athlete? What what do you what do you like what what is this because if you've been playing something from when you were five yeah and that's all you had the whole time these were, these kids get to fifteen sixteen and they get burnt out yeah that that's true there was a guy his name was I think it was Todd Marinovich it's called the Marinovich Project it's, mm. a, it's a documentary on YouTube you should watch it I need to check Bro, it out this guy his dad was like doing hamstring stretches in the crib mm. he was like feeding him like kale and like bro- broccoli whatever yeah he was like I'm gonna make him the most perfect quarterback ever wow. perfect mechanics all of this stuff bro the guy ended up like dropping out. Became a junkie. He lost it, bro, because it's yeah. like it was too much stimulation in one area. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I think here's another thing. What I like about what you just did is now we're marrying different things here. So it's not we can't just say the creative is just only, you know, in music or in art or whatever. Yeah, no. it, this is, this goes across the I board. I mean, sport is poetry in motion. Come on now, talk your bars. <laughs> you know, bro, I had a class. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I had a class fight arts theater. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it. And by final theater. So they're like, uh, how are sport and the theater the same? Or like, how is, how is sport art? And that's what I said. I said, ah, sport is poetry. Mostly. Come on! <laughs> I'm sure people are like, Because when you can see the eyes rolling. Because yeah. there's like a bunch of football, hey, hey. a bunch of the football guys, like two volleyball chicks, two basketball chicks. They're just there. They're just looking at me. They're like, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, but do not. Can I tell you something? There's nothing more... and you'll hear this across the board from a lot of people. There's nothing more interesting than seeing someone so passionate about something. Mm. Nothing. Like, I, I really get fascinated. Bro, I could be watching stuff that has nothing to do with what I know or understand. Mm. But because there's a level of passion behind it, I'm like, yo, look how gassed my man is over here. Mm. There's something about that that becomes, like, attractive and makes you want to... It, it inspires you in that sense. You know sense. what I also find more interesting? Mm. Is watching a person with their fire extinguished. So it's like, I knew how fire That's used cool. to be yeah, yeah, about yeah. something. And then you're like, hey, so Simba, like, how how the drums? He's like, I don't play drums no more. Bro, okay. So what is a drum? Let's open, let's open the dockets because we had this conversation. We've had it a few times where we're just talking internally, but we'll, let's bring it to the table. So I would say when I transitioned from America back home and I had, what, a year, maybe almost two years of doing nothing. I'm talking about, um, and one of my main excuses was like, no, I'm, I'm just waiting on some papers. I'm waiting on things to pop off. I'm waiting on whatever. But depression has kicked in, right? Mm-hmm. This thing has fully got a bed in my room, in my mental space, like couch, house, everything, kitchen. This thing is there. And I noticed like, in fact, the most embarrassing and painful and hurtful thing for me was hearing someone else talk about how I used to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to certain people and they're like, yo, remember when you used to like, Bro, I was finishing school at like 2 in the morning and I'd go and I'd chill with the drummers till like 7 a.m. 
So I started class 8 a.m. We go through the day, 2 a.m. And I'm still got energy to go chill with people who, if I was like to play drums in front of them, I sucked. And which I did, but I had this fire mm. that was, you could not tell me otherwise, mm. right? Hearing someone talk about that, and I'm talking about someone who saw me like, just move and they're like, bro, there were days I'd ask you, have you eaten? And you're like, what food? I got Skittles, bro. <laughs> I, st- I finished the vending machine from a skill. And they're like, yo, you were so funny. You were so lively. You were so this. Hearing that back, I was like, okay, I quit. It, and before you, you, you're not saying the words I quit, but mm-hmm. your actions and how you start moving. Yeah, you're not standing outside it, of the office. Yeah. Waiting for an hour before the drum set. There's no, there's no zeal. Mm-hmm. Now the opportunities for certain things were coming up. I was declining them. So, Maybe I haven't played in like two, three months, which was already weird, right? Mm. Now that three months is moving, it's growing. And then the more people that would ask me like, hey man, you still playing drums? You still, you still doing this? I'm like, nah, no, you know. I'm going back to LA soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or even if it wasn't even that, it was just like, I'm anything to get around this conversation. I don't want to talk about it because you don't understand how much it hurts, right? Mm. And not being able to deal with that. And then now I'm using that as an excuse for creative block. So now it's like there's, there's, there's access to certain things. People are like, hey, man, I've, I've got a studio if you want to just come check it out. Bro, I used to eat that up back in the day. Now it's like, oh, you know, I'm a little bit busy. Yeah? I'm working on my stuff. Um, I just got to, uh, let, me, let me make sure stuff at home is set. You know, I got to help out, I got to this. But I'm so hurt that I'm like, I'm struggling to find the motivation to do this. And then you said something where you're like, and thank God you didn't say this in the peak of my depression. I would have killed you, bro. That's why I said I need to be more empathetic. Uh, I need to be more empathetic. No, I appreciate it. That's what I'm pointing out. I'm like, thank God you didn't say it at that time. But you said you said to me, you're like, bro, there was a time I looked at you and the fire in your eyes was gone. It was mm. extinguished, right? And in your head, I think you were also looking at it from an angle like, yo, how can I like remind this person that the source is still there? Maybe things didn't work out this way and that way. The source is still there. Mm. But there's layers of, uh, confusion, pain, hurts, anger, whatever, all this stuff mixed in. Now you want to throw in like some creative block. Bro, some of that creative block was self-inflicted because mm. now I'm not doing anything to help me create. I'm like, why? Yeah, it is a muscle though. Yeah, you it's know what I'm saying? You got to keep practicing. I'm not motivated. I'm not this, I'm not that. And, you know, there was a time, I remember like maybe somewhere in there when I, and now I hadn't played drums in two years. I hadn't touched my drumsticks. I'd look at them and be like, these things can bend. I'll use them as firewood. Um, and I had an opportunity to play somewhere. Oh, it was with a friend, actually. And he was like, hey, man, I'm working on this project. You, you're just the dopest, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> I roll. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, get into the space. Now, I don't know. Like, Do you know what it felt like? It felt like being in the room with with a significant with an ex significant other, but things went like officially ended, so you don't know how it could go. Mm. You're looking at each other with that look like, "Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up?" Mm. Your eyes are doing a lot more talking than your mouth is, and even when you do talk, it's like you're still feeling shy. You're like, "Why? Why do I have butterflies? Why? Why? Why am I feeling like weird?" And I was like, "Yo!" So the drum set was looking at I'm you. I'm like, telling you, <laughs> drum set was licking his lips like, "Come here, boy." <laughs> Come here, boy. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It was like, it was so weird because I sat there and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to do this. And it, I didn't need anyone to cheer me up, bro. For me, drums is always like a safe space. Like mm. you couldn't tell me. And if someone came to me after a gig, I'm like, yo, you're amazing. 
a lot of that stuff would go over my head because I was like, do you know the way my heart was pounding when I was playing? Or just how I was feeling? It's just like, I'm in my own world. So now I'm getting some of those feelings back again. And I'm like, I'm getting nervous, which I only used to feel just before I'd play like a gig or something. And no, no one would tell. No, I, a lot of people couldn't tell. And then the second time this happened, I remember I went with friends to, uh, where did we go? We went out of town somewhere. I'm forgetting the place, but I, I'm not there to play or anything. We end up going yeah, to like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Vumba. it was Vumba. Yeah. yeah. See, so, I remember. You remember? Yeah. So we're at a, we're at like a, we go to like, first we went, during the day, we're just going out, having some wine tasting things, you know, hanging out with people. I'm meeting people for the first time and just vibing. The evening, they're like, oh, you guys should come to this like festival thing. So I was like, festival in the mountains. All right, cool. Let's see. Get there. It's actually quite a vibe. It's like, had like a blankets and wine-esque thing to it. Like it was very... Shout out to Kenya fam. Come on now. It was very cool. It was really nice. Now, I see one of the musicians on stage and I was like, wait, I know that guy. And I had played on his album, I want to say a year and a half before that. And this was also one of those spaces where I was like, yeah, I'll just do it. I'm not really in it or whatever. But I felt like the vibe. So now I see him on stage and he's like, bro, it's, it's dark. It's, it's now like almost 8, 9 p.m. How did you see me? It's the dimples, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? Dimple gang. Come on now. And my beard fully hadn't come in, so that makes sense. Mm. Couldn't have my superpower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling it to you. <laughs> I end this recording now. I end this whole recording I'm now. the engineer. I'm the captain of this ship. So, so he sees me. Bro, you know that thing where you can tell someone's looking at you and they're about to say it, and you're like, don't do it, bro, because I've had a few beverages. I'm, I'm feeling Lucy, Lucy Goosey. I'm here with, shoulders are loose, I'm here with the guys, the lads. And uh, I hear this thing, you're like, I see what looks like uh, my friend Simba Tsumba in the back there. Um, can you just come up here? So I'm like, no, <laughs> this is not happening. He's like, boy, you better get your butt up. <laughs> you I just give you a shout out in front of all these people. So anyways, I'm like, nah, let's go. Let's do it. I get up there, bro. Bear in mind, I'm inebriated. I'm intoxicated. And he's like, yo, let's just, let's just play some stuff. Let's just play. So I was like, cool. Get on the drums. Next thing I know. So how did the other drummer feel in the moment? Because there was a drummer there. There was a drummer there. And so now, you know what? They just kicked the guy off. <laughs> they kicked the guy off. <laughs> it was weird. I never asked it's that so when I first funny, heard the story. But I do remember that. Yeah, so it was weird because I get, like, I'm walking up and the dude, like, gives me a stick. like, here you go. But you know, and you're like, yo, why are you bad at me? He's just holding bro? the sticks and you have what to, like, pry them. You have to, like, hold them for it. Bro, I wasn't even, like, that excited. He threw them at me, like, grab them. Like, grab them. Whatever. So I'm just like, all right, cool, whatever. Get on there. I play. Because again, guys, this is home for me. We start playing. We're doing like Bruno Mars covers, a bunch of different things to the point where like now people are moving from just the chill wine on their blankets to coming to the front of the stage and just like looking. And I'm just like, I was reminded of what that felt like. And then I was also reminded to be like, first of all, bro, if you ever had any doubt in your mind that the source has dissipated or gone anywhere, Oh. It's very much still there. I'm still that guy. I'm still that guy, pal. I'm still that guy. And then, actually, there's more instances of this. Then the third one was with you in Kenya, mm. where you wrote me into... We, we were at our local, our local spot. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we're there with some friends. And I remember going to the bathroom, coming back. Jonathan was like, oh, this person went to your school in LA. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah cool, cool, cool. We start talking. Next thing I know, I'm like, wait... You, we're playing Jimi Hendrix. Wait, what? He's like, yeah, just come, just, just come. And then I still have this video on my phone. Guys, we're in a, 
uh, in a like a small bar setting, and Jonathan's voice is going above <laughs> the volume. Oh, oh, he hears, "Yes, yes, yes, and that's my brother." And the camera's just shaking. And that's my brother. And that's my that's my boy. But those were moments for me where I was like, "Man, this whole thing of like." creative th- that that was like a, a, st- a stamp of approval to say like yo your creative block excuse your depression your stress your whatever these are all things that you also started putting in front of yourself to kind mm-hmm. of stop you from doing things that you know you can do things you know you're fully capable of and i find like th- that's another way to get out of some situations because you can be so my my problem in that moment was everything was too internalized i was by myself i wasn't talking to anyone mm-hmm. i wasn't um you know, I just, I just wasn't interacting. So even the people who were trying to help me at the time, it was just, you know, like you, you've, everyone's been in a position where you see your friend or a significant, whatever, someone going through something and you're trying to be there for them and they just don't, you're like, you're not ready for this. Mm. So everything you're doing, it's like, it's getting thrown back at you. It's, it's creating more of a fight and more of a problem than helping the person mm. because they haven't made a decision by themselves to be like, you know what, fine, I'm going to try it. And then, the way Jonathan was, I call him the slick salesman in this because... These are frivolous accusations. <laughs> the way we were talking, I didn't even know this, that this, was, this podcast was going to be like a thing. I thought I was coming in as like an engineer for you to work. Yeah, so when he's pitching this to me like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I was like, oh yeah, cool, cool, cool. So I'm just going to do the sound. Huh? I'm just gonna do, little did I know, like episode one, he's like, yeah, so Simba, uh, what are your thoughts? I'm like, me, me. And it was just cool because I was like, okay, I have someone on my team who also is not trying to take things away from me. It's like, let's do this together. Mm. And those were some of the most encouraging things to kind of help me get out of this space of like internalizing too much, stressing, overthinking. Um, And not to say like those things weren't happening moving forward. But what it did was it always gave me something positive to look back onto. To be like, hey man, you went through hell. You actually went through a serious help, but you mm. made it or you're working your way out of the mud kind of thing. And then there's people there who can like also say the same testament to be like, bro, I, I saw you when you were like out of it. Mm. But now you, you, seem to, you seem so happy. You seem so this. Even hearing things like where people are like, yeah, you're back to your, your clowning self. You, you weren't even cracking jokes at one point. Now you're just roasting people for free. We know. You know what I'm saying? We, we've been victims. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> What can I say? Do you know what I find quite interesting? So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this name. This guy's name is Michael Phelps. And talk about it. He's pretty, pretty sick at what he does. Mm. And I was listening to him talk and he was like, after he lost the 200 fly um, in Rio, in what was the Olympics in 2012? London. Yeah. So once he lost the 200 fly in London, he went 1,825 days. He didn't miss a single day of training. Because Phelps was like, hey, every one day you miss in the pool, it takes you two days to get back. Fitness-wise. Yeah, fitness-wise. And so what I'm saying is this. I'm not saying go 1,825 days Mm. without taking a break or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) Because it's different for Olympians because you only get to perform once every four years. So look at how often you need to be performing and say, hey, what does that relentless thing look like in terms of not breaking the chain? Mm. So I think for me, one of the big things without like for the creative block was not breaking the chain. So just small things every day. I think for me, with the best thing, because now like I'm in a rhythm, I'm in a routine. Yeah. Like my body knows what it's supposed to do, yeah. my mind knows what it's supposed to do. I'm like, hey, get back from gym, do some writing, do this, do this, do this, then brainstorming ideas. And one of the big things I actually do is, I used to listen to like music. So my gym is like maybe a mile, a mile walk. Like you go through like my 
what's it? It's the gated community. Mm. You just walk through, pretty chill. And so what I started doing was no music, no like audio books, nothing. Right. I just walk. And I promise you, th- bro, my global takeover, like world plans happen. See now, <laughs> you th- yeah, your brain is geared. Yeah, so You're now moving. my brain is quiet. Yeah. So by the time I come home, I just I'm always jotting things down. Yeah. Or like, oh, if I have my phone, just just um, notes. Yeah. And I think, so that's two things that I want to raise. Is, well, number one is don't break the chain of things. Yeah. And say, small, small. You need day. that consistency. Because it's not going to be like, oh, yeah, I've recorded this whole thing. I killed it all yeah. in a day. It's not like that. For me, it's just very small, but relentless um, effort mm. over a long period of time. That's mm-hmm. what it looks like for me. And then also, it's just having a place where I jot a lot of things down. And I think so sometimes as people, we're so inspired and we, we're not capturing things. Yeah, that it disappears. Yeah, you're right. So, it's like, so you can feel something yeah. and don't do it. Yeah, you're right. And so it's like, what were you? So now I was like, what was I feeling? Yeah. What, what was that feeling I was feeling? What was no. I watching? What triggered it? Was no. I eating? Was it a smell? You're right. Was it, oh, I don't know what it was. Was it, was it a conversation? Yeah. Like with a friend or something? There's so many times I'll be like, you know, this, Sim and I will be talking on the phone. I'll be like, you know, this is an episode right now. He's like, you know? And some will be like, oh yeah, you'll come up with a witty title or something. I'll be like, yeah, forget it. And, and, and then he'll like, he already would have written it down. But here's what I like about that. Because those little things, it kind of also gave me the confidence in some situations. I used to feel very awkward because my ideas come at the most random times. You know, mm. some people be like, yeah, when I'm in the shower, mm. when I'm whatever. No, mine, when I'm at a party, when I'm uh, sometimes in a meeting mm. with someone, very important. When I'm like, it's just always a situation where it's like, I can't necessarily leave right now. Mm. I started making a habit of, if you look, my phone has hundreds of voice notes. In fact, I have more memory going to voice notes and notes than music, mm. than even like just pictures. Yeah, my notes, my notes file is ridiculous. And the thing was like, like what you said, as soon as it comes to you, mm. jot it down or write it down, record it. Like for me, having my phone knit so close to me and then I have an idea, I just record a quick voice note. Uh, so yeah, I'm thinking of and then cut. Yeah. So it's not that the creativity is not there. It's just no. you're not capturing it. Yeah. And so sometimes you have all of these things that are coming and it never starts as like a completed thing. You're right. Right. And so what was that? What was that Jordan Batman? Oh, the night is darkest before the dawn. Right. Yeah, usually yeah. it gets really, really murky and then gets murky for a bit and then you make one, two breakthroughs and then you're like, oh shit, I got the whole thing. Yeah. And so I would say making uh, whatever that looks like for you, because I know like a lot of people operate differently, Everyone, but yeah. just a, a capturing, like an idea capturing system and a funnel mm. of sorts. So it's like, okay, I capture these ideas and then how do I transition that to a completed piece of yeah. whatever you do? I think that's important. I think another thing So also I like, is like do this the writing thing also. Like, yeah. All right, all right, all right. And then I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. So I usually take like a year, maybe like eight months to come back to things that I've written. Okay. And I'll be like, that's shit. That's shit. Yes, yes, that's yes. Shit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, sick. Yeah. We're inside. <laughs> and you have something there, yeah. right? But it's from the exercising of the muscle because, yeah, I'm the same. It's like, I used to do that thing where like I'd create something and then check it out the next day and be like, mm. bro, what were you on? That yeah. was horrible. But the more you do it over a lapse amount of time, you also get that clarity because if you've been doing it so often yeah. and you're like, okay, I've written 10 ideas down this week, only one of them flies. Mm. You do that every month. You do that every day for every month. And then by the end of the year, yeah. the, the clarity that your ideas start to have are so like, it's, yeah. it's, it's laser focused versus how your things were just very murky in the beginning. And then even if you're shooting 50%, it's like, oh, so you discard, and I call it the recycle bit. Because mm. even I go back to the ones that I discarded. Because I'm like, yeah, I didn't like that in the moment. I go back to it again yeah. before I like completely toss it up. And won't you even you know, say I'm that like, this back. what did you say the one time we were, we were doing some work on, on a project and then you said, 
Let's let life happen in between this time. Yeah. Let's let a little bit of life happen. You go, yeah. you come back. I know you have stories. Because me, I always come back with stories. Hey, bro, you won't believe. Yeah. You came back with stories. And this whole, that, that time of like, just, hey, just take, take your hands off the wheel for a little bit. Mm. Let's, because we went, we went through a phase where we're just like working relentlessly, like crazy hours, doing a lot of stuff, different projects, all this stuff. And then I was so excited. I'm, I'm legit like using the fuel to keep going. And then you said, no, let's, let's take a break in the sense of like, just go live life. Hmm. We'll come back, we'll reconvene. Don't yeah, even the, talk to me when you're away. Then the pandemic happened. <laughs> <laughs> now we have plenty of life to live. I didn't see you for seven months, bro. Ah, <laughs> <we've been> inside. <laughs> but it was cool because like, funny. there was like, you're right. Like the, there was some of that that just needed to happen. And it was like, yo, go live life. But do you know what I find so weird though? Is if we like, let's, who do we want to use? Who do we want to use? Who do we want to use? Let's use Hove. Okay. So it's like, let's, uh, what was that? Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Mm. So it's like, you know, Jay-Z for you. <laughs> <laughs> for you people that are living under a rock. If you look at like the sequence of his projects, it's like when you live life, like things change. Things change. You're changes. right, you're right. And I think sometimes is we were used to making one type of content for yeah. so long. Yeah. So like, for example, let's say you're making like a lot of Corona uh, sent, uh, what's it, related content. Right. And then it ends. Yeah. It's like your content needs to evolve with it. you have, yeah. And I think sometimes there's a, a struggle in transitioning from one thing to another. Yeah. And so now it's like your audience sometimes, a lot of people listen to that album, Magna Carta, Holy Grail, and was like, I can't relate to this. Yeah, a lot of people Because like he it was in well. a different place in his life. Yeah. Right. And he's just talking about, oh yeah, I'm buying, who's that, who's that, who's that artist that they always buy? Basquiat's. Oh, yes. like, I'm buying Basquiat's. I'm doing this. I'm buying Picasso's. I'm doing all of this. Yeah, people are mad. One of the that. average people like struggles to consume those things. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah, like, that's funny. So I think it's that's also, true though. I think as a as a creator, it's really important to notice and understand the uh, the different areas that you are in your life, mm. and it's okay for your content to evolve. Yeah. To evolve and even having an understanding that it needs to. Like, I think that's so important because too many people get stuck in these phases, myself included. Like, Mm. we have a lot of... That's why I like the collaborative effect. Mm. This The the, the idea of the collaborative thing is like, what I think is cool, we can still argue Mm. and debate over. And it can... By the end of that conversation, it cannot be that cool. Mm. Right? So, I've had conversations with people where I'm walking in head... Like your floral shirts. Hey, bro. Guys, (laughs) no. We're gonna We're do this a, recording now. We're doing. A, <laughs> we're gonna do a whole nother episode. The slander that I've been getting over my floral teas. If you know me, you know I like my colors. You know I like my floral teas. This man, do not. And he didn't even choose to do it like this. The way we're talking, just together. No, he's doing it at the dinner table. He's doing it out in public at a <laughs> business meeting. I'm your business partner, bro. How are you gonna say like? Yeah. Oh, if, if, if our business still looks anything like my man's florals over here. <laughs> uh, uh. I was like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. All right, boy. Uh, Ain't no way. You're going to get yours. But anyways, that's funny. we digress. So what was I even talking about? I think you just triggered, bro. I'm triggered now. No, you said uh, the content must evolve. Yeah, the, the collaborative effect. So like being able to contend certain points. You know, I, mm-hmm. I've had moments where some of, some of us as creatives, we're not used to having our ideas challenged. And I, I really got into the space where I was like, let me embrace this. Because when you talk to someone like Jonathan, who's very like, okay, what's the point of this? What, what, are, we, what, are, you tr- what are you saying? What are we talking about? What is the fundamental chief, yeah. core of what you're trying to tell me? Because you can talk with a lot of pronouns, adjectives, all the stuff that make something sound good, but you haven't really said anything. 
and that forced me to get out of this space of like, I'm going to call it the LA vibe of just like, oh man, I got this really great, eclectic, eccentric, avant-garde, avant-garde mm. idea. No, I have this idea. What are your thoughts? And then being able to like break it apart. And like you said, the, the th- writing things down. So for me now, I have an idea. I write it down. I may record it. I keep revisiting it. And as soon as I feel like I'm quite confident because now I can explain it from so many different angles and I have that confidence because I put in the work in understanding it for myself versus it just being like, I want to open an ice cream shop. I want to, you know, just, just something off the top of my head. Now it's like, oh, we can talk about this. We can debate. We can whatever. And I find that like there's also a beautiful kind of inspiration that also comes from that because now you're containing something. In the beginning, sometimes it might be like just hitting a brick wall. You're butting heads, butting heads, butting heads. Then the time that you break through, especially if you have like a creative person you're also working with or just someone else that you're working with, you're bouncing ideas off each other. The, the time that things do work where you get the, okay, tell me more. Oh, that sounds interesting. Okay, how, how did you come up with that? What about that? And mm. I'm telling you, those things become the ultimate payoff in, in like inspiring you to keep going. So... Being able to bounce your ideas off of people, I think, is also really good mm. as far as like getting out of some of these ruts. Because trust me, the type is not going to be running all the time. And I think just to add on to that is the right kind of people. I think true, so sometimes. True, true. Um, what do they always say? They say validations for parking. Right? Mm. So, yeah, you guys didn't catch that. You guys didn't catch. You see, Sheesh. you guys are still using Uber Feet. <laughs> <laughs> because if you caught that one, hey, you know the vibes. Anyways. <laughs> That was uh, good. Um, yeah, validations for parking. So I think so. Sometimes, right? We pitch ideas, or we we have those mm. moments where we we share ideas with people that actually don't have the capacity to take that idea to the next to the level. next level. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It might be a person with status, with the claim, with yeah, clout, yeah, yeah. as yeah. the kids like to say. And <laughs> I love it. It's actually not the person that we should be going to. So True. I think so. Sometimes we need to have a very sober view of things. Yeah. And say, who is the person that can take this from? like the infancy mm. and grow this idea with me from a creative yeah. perspective and not just the person with like the blue check mark. And then also being okay with if you don't have that person yeah. sitting on that like idea. Just wait on it. Wait on it. Yeah. Like you don't have to. Yeah, this thing of rushing. I'm telling you, th- there have been more creative endeavors in my life that have fallen face flat before they've even started. Like that first step in the 100 meters or have you seen that hurdle? That hurdler uh, meme where the guy was like... The Haitian guy. Yeah. I saw that one. It, it. it was like that. It was like that where like you had all this energy <laughs> whilst the camera's panning from left to right and you did your pose, you did your whatever. And you follow first hurdle. Same, first hurdle, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like It's like, no, you guys, we still need to prep and don't let like... Uh, this is where I feel like social media becomes a trap because you're seeing so much go on. You feel the need to rush things. Mm. I've had a lot of conversations with people where sounds like a brilliant idea. I'm telling you like legit, really good idea but the execution becomes so poor because they're rushing to get it out in this time. Now just take your time. You only get one time to announce yourself. Do you know what I mean? And then everything after that, it's like... And the attention span thing. A lot of people don't care. As soon as tomorrow comes and goes, bro. Like, mm. the, the, uh, there's a lot of things I don't remember looking at because it didn't have that much of an impression. And the things that have an impression on me, like I was just telling you yesterday, I found an artist. When I say that to Jonathan, it's like, yo, I found someone who I can dive into. The interviews are really cool. The music is also pretty dope. And I want to know more about this person because everything about what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing is triggering things in me as a creative. 
I don't know a lot of creatives who are like that. Mm. So when I talk about, oh, this is my favorite artist, or this, it goes beyond just a song or whatever. It's like, there's more that encompasses the person. For me, there's nothing worse than like, I find someone who I think is really cool, I go watch an interview, and I don't even finish it. Yeah, all of that, captured you. Yeah. all of that goes away because it's like, what? Okay, what's the core of this magic? And then, you know there's those joints where it's like I just watch ninety minutes, didn't check my phone, nothing. Yeah. you're just so enamored by the you person, see, and you're just like, wow, that's what I'm talking this about. This person's sick. And someone even asked me, they're like, yo, why are you always like on these interviews and all this stuff? I said, bruh, you don't even know. Like for me, that's also a source of inspiration because yeah. there's information that you can get that end up being cheat codes. All the time. All the time. And people don't look at All information like that. You know yeah, what I mean? I remember, I remember watching, just bro, just when we were starting this, I was watching St. John. And this was just before Collection 1 had dropped. Mm. And I was, and he was yeah, just The talk- debates we had around that. Oh. And I was, I was just like, nah. I, was, I came out of that so energized. Yeah. Like as a, and he was like, nah, he was just saying like, hey, your time will come. He's like, put in the work. Yeah. And it's like, your time will come. And he's like, if you're true to it. And I was just like, I left that being so inspired. So I understand what you're saying mm. for sure. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's also, it's also really cool when you have that follow through, follow up type vibe. So for us, it's like, look, here's what we're trying to do. You should be able to see the growth. If you go back to episode one and hear how we were talking, ah, we were all over the place. But look, look at us now, hundred and whatever episodes in, mm. we're like, it's just a free flow thing, and like I get more excited when 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 like a, a a former guest or a guest that we've had on is like, yo, I can't wait to link with you guys. Like I have so many stories. Mm. Do you understand how exciting that is for me? Yeah, we do need to have some some cool follow up. Do you know what I mean? Because there's so many of them that have been doing some amazing things. But the, the, the conversation in between, it creates this beautiful tension that also makes me, as a creative, want to work harder, right? So Jonathan will come in with his laptop and be like, have you seen what so-and-so's doing? I'm like, whoa, whoa what? What? Because now I see your attention is peaked. Mm. So I'm like, yo, what, 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 what's got you this yeah, I'm gas? just like, nah, 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 nah. Do you know this what I mean? person is wilding. They're right? wilding. Yeah. And then I'm like, yo, okay, okay. I so think there's nothing more that I enjoy than watching people fuck it up. Come on now. And when I say Empty fuck it up, clip. this is a very positive... Just, <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you know, maybe people didn't understand. Yeah. But just watching them execute on such a high level. I'm telling you. Because that's what they told us they were going to do. Yeah. Uh, whether it was on the mic or off the mic, they yeah. were just like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go kill it. Relentlessly. So me watching that after you told me you are exactly. going to go kill it. It makes my heart so warm. There wasn't I'm a, just a like, huge announcement. Man, there were no banners flying man. around. No fireworks. And it just makes the conversation that much more sweeter. Oh, I love it. So you want to be that for yourself. You want to be that for the people around you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We want to we wanna create an environment where you feel so energized and encouraged to do whatever it is you want to do and perform at such a high level, whatever that looks like. You know what I'm saying? Because everyone, everyone's got their own bag. Everyone, you know, I'd like to think we're all Gs that move in silence like lasagna. Mm. If you feel what I'm saying. Yeah. That's no, a tough one. It is certainly a tough one indeed. Mm. But I'll say also is for me, to be honest with you, is is this what you want to be doing? Or like, is this what's popular right now? Yeah, that's a big well, one. That's what I, what I would say. Because whenever people start... So Simba and I do this thing. Well, I do this thing more than Simba. But <laughs> I, do, I do it a little bit, but you're So right. whenever people like start something, I try and understand what, what's going on here. What are we, what are we doing? Mm. And what's the purpose of this thing? So somebody will be like, oh, I'm putting out an album. Or I'm writing a book. Or this. Right. So once I see it, and I'm just like, hmm... 
like how many Harry Potters are there? I don't know. Harry Potter gang, how many are there? Uh, apparently, there's a lot of them because yeah. you can keep like writing the books and those kind of things. Interesting. And so I think sometimes like podcasts are cool right now. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We have one, so I would know. <laughs> <laughs> Talk your shit, you know, homie. And I think so. Sometimes people are looking for like an outlet, and there's like the things that are cool and the things that they really really excel at. Yeah. And so sometimes the things that are cool and the things that excel at. Oh, that you would excel at or have the aptitude for are quite similar. Yeah. So then that's great. You're lucky. Uh, now it's just like, hmm, how cool is writing a book right now? I don't know. Yeah. But maybe you're a great writer. And, and you that's have the aptitude what you, for that. Exactly. And so it's just like, hmm, are you leaning into like what's cool and what's popping right that's now? That's what I was going to say. You've got to so lean now, into that. like in trying to execute that, mm. you find that a creative block happens because it's just not the thing you have the aptitude yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. So in terms of the actual real execution, it falls flat and you struggle with it. I love because it. Because it's just like, hmm. Yeah, and you didn't have your, your reasoning. Uh, the foundation wasn't built in anything. You don't have your why. Yeah. You don't have your... We your might have to touch know your why pretty soon. Ooh. We might have to. You see, setting you up. <gasps> setting you up for upcoming content. I'm telling you, boys. Proper, proper, proper bars. No, I love that point because, yeah, you're right. I think you can also tell when you're having a conversation with someone that like, <laughs> hell. I, I was trying to argue on every single point. They were knocking me down. And even though I try to make them feel dumb here or there, just because sometimes I think poking holes in something is how you figure out if it's real or not. Mm. This person has a resilience in their decision making. Yeah. So I know it's going to work out. Yeah, And I think it's just one of those things where don't let anybody dic- that, dictate that. There you go. Uh, don't let them dick it either. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> hey, hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Ayo, <laughs> pause. Yeah, my bad. Uh, it was too easy. It was right there. I just lost what I was going to say. Yeah, don't let anyone dictate. <laughs> <laughs> no, what that is and what that isn't for you. I think yeah. you know yourself. You know what you're dope at. You know what you have the source for. Yeah. Um, and it's always one of those things where it's like, I don't know, so and so is this dope at this. It might be hidden yeah. talent. The universe yeah. may never know. I like that. I love those experiences though. Like yeah. when you learn something about someone else that you just like. What? From where? I love those. You know, so yeah, guys, get in the lab. Start asking yourself some of the hard questions. Like, you know, what does this look like? Why am I doing this? What's the motivation? What am I trying to build here? And once you are parched and you're feeling the block, because it will happen. It will happen. We've given you some resources, some gems. Some bars. What I will say is this, though. Mm. If you are in the lab, I think playing... Podcast in the background helps. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I feel like that helps. It does help. And I Are would, there any that you would recommend? This is what I was about to say. I would suggest off the rip. Uh, this podcast called Things and Things. Mm. Man, you, you'll you'll find some content there. Like, and bro, if you want to go jokey jokey, they've got some jokey jokey ones. If you want to go serious, we got some serious ones too. So yeah, I would say yeah, start off there. See how you feel. Let us know. You know, hit us up. We'd appreciate it. All right, much love, people. Bye much bye. love. Bye.